Cincinnati fans! Welcome to week four of the Anchor Down Cincinnati podcast. I want to give a special thank you to everybody who's been showing some love and support for the first three weeks. Uh, we actually just reached 1,000 followers in, in 30 days, so that, that's awesome, and I can't thank everybody enough for following the page and, and listening in. Um, I want to give a special thank you to Matthew Hausler with Matthew's Mazes, who designed the logo. He's been freaking awesome through this whole process. We are actually in contact right now throughout the – actually, we've been in contact all week, um, getting some ideas for merchandise out there, so thank you to him. Um, merchandise should be coming up on the website this week. Um, but but also wanted to give another thank you to one of uh, our main sponsors of the show here, um, Matt Ernst with uh, Ernst and & Associates. Uh, and folks, never drink and drive. If you do find yourself caught in any trouble, facing a DUI charge may be one of the most frightening times of your life. Loss of your license, your job, and even your freedom are things you don't want to take lightly. Call DUI Matt of Ernst & Associates or visit www.igotadui.com for a free consultation where he can explain your rights and how he can help you. Folks, I kind of want to just jump right into it. We got a very special guest today, um, and, and I'm super excited to introduce him. We got the Cincinnati Bengals' number one super fan who goes to all 16 games every year, has one of the best tailgates every football Sunday, the best jeweler in the country, and known for his famous jungle juice. We got Phil Amron. Phil, how you doing? Well, you know, I woke up this morning, put on my shirt, the buttons fell off. I grabbed my golf bag. The strap fell off. I'm afraid to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, your golf game's on point, though, this year, right? I'm, I'm, I'm hitting the ball well, hitting the ball well. But uh, I can't wait for football season, I have to tell you. Hey, it's coming up. And thank God we actually got – I mean, the fact that we got some sports on TV. And I was watching golf this morning. Yeah. Actually on TV. It was awesome. Were you but, watching that Brady uh, Manning thing? Yeah, I did. I tell you what, Brady is not a good golfer. No. And he's going against Peyton, and Peyton looks like a million dollars out there. They look good. They, they look do. good. Uh, I don't know. I think Tom Brady tries too hard because he's very competitive. Yeah. He's not the greatest football player for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Well, you say not the greatest. No, I think he is the greatest. Okay. I mean, that's what okay. I meant. I misspoke. <laughs> He's, he's the greatest he quarterback. The greatest. Well, you know, I go back and forth. I get I get into it with quite some people because I am a, a closet Green Bay. Well, I shouldn't say Green Bay. Followed Aaron Rodgers all through Cal. Love, I, I live, breathe, die by Aaron Rodgers. I, I follow him through thick and thin. But I get a lot of heat for that. That's just one of my hot I days. would take Brett Favre over Aaron Rodgers any day. I, the guy's got an absolute cannon for an arm. But So on tap today, we got our 2020 Bengals. Um, actually, you know what? Introduce yourself first off. Let's see, let's, uh, let's hear about Phil Amright. Uh, Phil Amright. I'm a Cincinnatian, and I think that's what leads me to love my Bengals so much because there are only 32 NFL teams in the world, and my little hometown of Cincinnati has one. I think you have to love your city and just love them without holding back because so many people complain about, I don't know, the Bengals do this, the Reds do that, UC does that. Love them just because they're your hometown team. The, the Chicago Cubs fans didn't go to the World Series or didn't win the World Series for 109 years, yet they love their Cubbies. The Boston Red Sox didn't win a World Series, but they love the Sox. The Cleveland Browns fans, I, I know I'm mentioning that, but 
they go, there were one in 32, and the still stadium was still 80% full. I'm embarrassed at our fans. I have to tell you, I'm embarrassed. They booed Andy Dalton at the All-Star game. Are you kidding me? What low-class fans we I have was here. There. I was listening to it. They Come still on. had Andy Dalton. I'm starting to clap my hands in every, the whole entire stadium. It was at it was at GABP. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. The Cincinnati Fairweather fans, whether it's Bengals, Reds, and soon-to-be FC Cincinnati, if they have two more seasons like they've had, they'll have 4,000 people in the stands. The tickets will be 40 bucks a pop. Yeah. The beers will be $10. That new stadium will be empty. Yeah. That's just the way it's going to be. I know the Cincinnati fans, and it's a damn shame. It is a shame. Well, it... it it's like I said it in my previous podcast, the whole Zach Taylor thing. People are giving Zach Taylor shit because he had one season. They, it was his first season. He went into an absolute hellhole where there was a hell – how many injuries were last year? Uh, you know, we had a lot of injuries, but he deserved to catch some crap. Yeah. He was inexperienced. Okay. He's raw talent. He got outcoached in the first eight games. The first eight games. They had Seattle on the ropes in the opener last year, but he played not to lose. I'm sorry. It takes three field goals to beat a touchdown. And it's fourth and one at their two-yard line, and he brings in uh, Bullock to kick a field goal late in the game. And we wind up losing the game by, what, four points. you got to go for a touchdown that. He got outcoached in the first eight games. Now, those last eight games, I feel like those first eight games had to happen for him to learn how to finish, maybe close out a game. Not that we had any success towards the end of the season, but we had our, our two wins, whatever it is. Last season is what last season was going to be. I mean, with the cards that were dealt, what do you see for Zach Taylor coming up this year? Well, I think he learned a lot, and we did have injuries. I mean, when you can't get deep because John Ross, who was leading the league in yards when he got hurt – A.J. Green's out. You got nobody. Tyler Boyd's not going deep. Yeah. Auden Tate's not going deep. Yeah. So that's why they drafted T. Higgins, which I know a lot of people weren't happy about. But I think it was a great pick. Because can you count on A.J. Green? I would have traded him. I would have got another draft pick. I know that goes against all these Cincinnati fans who know so much about football. But I would have gotten rid of A.J. Green. Uh, I think T. Higgins was a great pick. T. Higgins, I, I think our draft this year, I mean, A+. Plus. I mean, on, on, paper, on paper, it's great. It's on, great. We'll see how Joe does. I mean, it, Pete, you can't really judge Joe. I hate people who are, people who are like, oh, he's going to take us to the AFC title. We don't know. I mean, he hasn't played a game yet. So we, uh, we, is he a, The Bengals had to draft him to sell tickets. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. They had to draft him because everybody in Cincinnati and the world thought he was the greatest quarterback. And I have to tell you, last year he had a great year. Yeah. I loved watching him. And he's a class act. Yes. I like that. He's like Andy Dalton, class act. Andy Dalton was a great quarterback. Oh, my God, I just said Andy Ray Dalton was a great quarterback. <laughs> I know all these know-it-alls out there are going, blah, blah, blah. But Andy Dalton, until he got his thumb hurt against Pittsburgh, was having a Hall of Fame season. The Bengals were 10-2 and two when he got That's hurt. a Super Bowl team in my they, opinion. They, they would have won it. And once you hurt the thumb on your throwing hand, I don't think you're ever the same. Now, if when I say he he could be a, a system quarterback somewhere else and, and go and win a playoff game. Now, if he went – like, I, I don't think he – with our team, with our Bengals, I don't think he was the right fit. Again, yes, Andy is an okay quarterback with us, 
But if he were to go to like a Dallas, if he, he's got his own line, he can do his dump off passes. He's got a mediocre wide receiver core. Now he, I think he could thrive there. But do you think he would find more success here in Cincinnati? Not, not now. I, I think he's damaged goods. Mm-hmm. I really, I really believe that. I would have liked to have seen him gone to the Patriots. I would love for Andy Dalton to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I think he's a class act. He was great for the city. I'm going to actually, if he plays, I will actually maybe root for the Cowboys, which tastes like throw-up coming out of my mouth. You know what? They're okay. I'm tired of hearing America's team, and they don't have the record to back it up. I mean, with the team you had last year, and you can't win, you can't even make a playoff game? What? Well, and everybody complains that Mike Brown doesn't spend the money. Jerry Jones spends the money, and look where it's got him. I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, I think one of the reasons they like Jerry Jones because he's out there. Yeah. Well, I kind of like that. Yeah. He gives a crap. He's on the sidelines. Now maybe he butts in, and we'll see how he does with McCarthy there. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. But uh, once again, with Andy Dalton, class act, donates money to the the charities. But what I really liked about him, he was truly a fan's player. For instance, uh, I travel to a lot of Bengals games, and I'll stay with the team at the hotel. Well, in the morning, a lot of the starry-eyed fans, the young kids, the players come down, they get out of the elevator, and they have them behind one of those velvet ropes, and they get on the bus. Well, most of the players come down with their dark sunglasses, and they've got their beats on, and they act like the fans aren't even there. The people that help pay their salaries, the reason that they have a job, not Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton comes out of the elevator, no sunglasses, no beats, makes a beeline over to the fans, signs and everybody's autograph, selfies, pictures, everything. And then he turns around and he says, did I get everybody? Yeah. I'm telling See, you. See, that's what it's about. That, that, that's really what, it, and that's why I like Andy Dalton. Don't get me wrong. I wish he would have won the Super Bowl for us. But he, I'm, I'm he happy did. that he's going to go to a team where he has, has the opportunity shot. to have a shot. Absolutely. That just says Absolutely. miles and miles about what the kind of guy is. Uh, and I've run into him many times. Uh, I was in Kansas City with my son-in-law's. And he comes in the lobby. We're staying at the Bengals. And I said, Mr. Dalton, can, can we get a picture? And I'm tr- I hold my short arm up, and he grabs my phone and says, I think my arm's a little longer than yours. And uh, <laughs> he takes a picture with us. Same way in London. Very accommodating. It was, he was just great. Yeah, he was just great. That's awesome. Now, you say you go to a lot of games. You know, Uncle Phil, I think you go to about every game. Um, well, you know, it takes <laughs> – I, I envy you because I see you on Facebook going out to – uh, I, Oakland, Seattle, London. I mean, whether it's in, we'll say, Seattle, well, whether it's in Baltimore, whether it's in Schittsburg, you're going to the games. Right. That's well, cool. You know what? I live life like there's no tomorrow. I'm very fortunate, but it's easy for everybody to do. It doesn't cost a lot of money. Yeah. I use frequent flyer miles. Uh, I'll buy a ticket. If I'm going by myself, now sometimes my wife goes with me, and sometimes we'll travel with my son-in-laws and my daughters or another couple, Jerry and Shelly Rice. But when I go by myself, I buy a ticket for 20, 30 bucks to sit in the front row. I fly out in a, uh, it costs me $11 for taxes on frequent flyers. And then my wife gets mad at me because sometimes I'll just crash in a hotel lobby and won't even get a room. (laughs) (laughs) So, you you know, I, I fly across the country, go to an NFL game, Eat, drink for a hundred bucks, and then I come home. Now you bring that tailgate. I, so for those of you out there who listen to the show, I bring up Phil's tailgate 
every single time because I mean it's how do you say it? it, it well, out of all the tailgates, it's in Lade. Uh, it's a flat out party. So I actually have a story back. Uh, what was it? Two years last year. It was about 20 degrees out, less than 20 degrees. You know, I get down to the tailgate. I, you know, say, hey to Uncle Phil, I say, and I tell him, like, man, it's it's nippy out here. I, mean, I didn't bring any hand warmers. I don't know what to do. Now, Uncle Phil has his famous jungle juice, and he goes, hey, I got this right here. It's just it's bowl of fruit with whatever alcohol he's got in it. Uh, I'm talking about how cold I am. He goes, hey, the fruit's gone. You just drink this. You'll be okay. It was 80 degrees for me for the rest of the time. It'll, it'll, it'll keep you warm. It, hey, it really will. But yeah. Uh, do you take those tailgates with you? We have taken the tailgate on the road to Tennessee. We took three pickup trucks down, full of all our speakers, tents, grills, uh, margarita machine, and we had 60 or 70 people. We bought parking passes in the lot. It was the best tailgate in Nashville. It was unbelievable. Awesome. We had people coming up because we used commercial-grade speakers. We've got the music popping. There were some people next to us that had like a little Bose sound oh, machine, yeah. and they turned it off, and they just came partied with us. <laughs> now, you, it's it's not just my tailgate, you understand. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, my wife, and it's actually a guy named Jerry Rice. I call him the White Rice. His wife calls him the Minute Rice. But uh, <laughs> and his wife, Shelly. Uh, it was his, his tailgate. I jumped in it. I don't know, 15 years ago, and we call it Jerry's Jungle Land, and it's first class. We don't just do hamburgers and hot dogs and grilled cheese. We do gourmet food. Oh, that breakfast sandwich is oh. to die for. It, what was it, brisket last, we, last we, year? We had oh, brisket. Uh, we did Rubens. Yeah. We'll do uh, a chili. We have a celebrity chef, uh, Alfie from Alfio's, oh, yeah. comes in. Um, we're trying to get Jeremy Lures from the National Exemplar and Gold Lamb. He's a good friend of mine. He's uh, hasn't been able to get off and come yet, but he's a Dolphins fan, so there's another reason. Oh, oh two of them. It's okay. one of those things. <laughs> now, does it bother you, or is it just me, that people who live in Cincinnati and they wear a Pittsburgh jersey? Now, they couldn't find Pittsburgh on a map. They've never been to Pittsburgh. They don't have relatives in Pittsburgh. Well, what that tells me is that they don't know what football is or what it means. Because what they did was they went out. They said, "Hey, look, this guy or this team has a couple Super Bowl rings. I'm going to pick them. I'm, I'm not going to go with what the mainstream is doing. I'm, I'm going to. I'm not going to pick my own city. I'm going to go with the mainstream. It just tells me that they're probably ignorant about football. Um, and we all know what how we feel about Pittsburgh on this on this podcast. Um, See, but, I think it's a different thing." Because yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll question somebody. I'll, I'll say, Why, are you from Pittsburgh? No. Ever been there? No. Can you find it on a map? No. Do you know anybody from Pittsburgh? No. Well, why are you a fan? Well, I've always been a fan of Pittsburgh. Oh. I said, okay. well, actually, you're a bandwagoner, and you probably don't have any success in your life, so you have to jump on somebody else's bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, oh, come on. Man. It's, true. it's why, so true. Why didn't you like Jacksonville? Why don't you like Buffalo? Well, you know, why'd you like Tampa Bay? Yeah, well, it's like if you, you run into a Patriot, I'm, I'm sure I'm picking some people out here, but there's Patriots fans in Cincinnati, and you're like, uh, what? Yeah. Now that Brady's gone, they'll be Buccaneers fans. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, they, they always like to jump on the winner, I, I guess. I don't know. But people do that, no matter whether it's with our red legs or our Bengals. I mean, when we were, when we were what was it, 8-0, 9 I think we went 11-0 back in 15? I think we I think most we've ever been is 8-0. That that uh, that stadium was loaded. Oh yeah, loaded. you know what? There's nothing like going to a game. 
these people that want to watch it on TV because there's no line in the bathroom and they get their beer free and all that stuff. That stadium is electric. Even when they're not winning, when things go start going well, they came back against Arizona uh, two years ago, and they were down two and a half, two scores, three scores, and brought it back and tied it. And that place was only two thirds full, but it was jumping. And you know, it. I just love. I just love my city, and I I love my boys. Yeah. Uh, I've I've missed one home game in 26 years, and I've been to 89 road games. So, you know, the cool thing is. I put my Bengal stuff on when I leave the house in the morning to go to the game or when I leave to go to the airport yeah. or wherever I'm, yeah. if I'm driving. And then I wear my stuff all the way through. And you're representing your city, so you don't act like a jerk. You act like a gentleman. And everybody knows somebody from Cincinnati. Absolutely, they do. And you know what? I mean, what was it? We went to, uh, we went to Indianapolis. And, and I think I... I ran into probably about four or five people that were like, "Oh, no way! I have an uncle that lives there. I've been to, I've been to GABP. I've been to Paul Brown a couple times." But you're going. I mean, even when you go to like in Oakland, right? we we ran into people from Oakland last year. Yeah, it's crazy. Now I will tell you one of the cool things, one of the the neatest experience, when my wife and I were in Seattle a couple years ago, uh, when they won, uh, Pac-Man Jones I think returned a a punt for a, a touchdown. Yeah. They, they, they won and uh but we're walking down pike street and we've got our bengal stuff on and people are coming up to us hey where are you from i'm looking cincinnati i've got my stuff (laughs) on have you seen first off uncle phil's attire the the orange pant the orange shorts and then the 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 orange the orange collared shirt you can't miss it well but you know yeah but we're wearing our bengal stuff right exactly so this i said well where are you from the guy says well i'm from nova or not nova scotia uh Vancouver. Yeah. I Vancouver. Oh, I love the Bengals. <laughs> then we run somebody else from Wyoming. Somebody else from Utah. And all of a sudden I'm going, why are all these people? And I said, they said, well, we liked Boomer Esiason and the Icky Shuffle. Oh, but yeah. they, all these people were coming to the game from out the, the Pacific Northwest yeah. to watch my Bengals. And I'm going, thank God. I feel better about myself now. <laughs> There's some company there. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, when the Bengals are doing well, all the Johnny Come Lately's come out and they want to do a road trip, and there's eight, ten thousand 10,000 Bengals fans. Last year in Seattle, I think there may have been 200 of us. Yeah. But you see everybody's going, and, and you get treated well. I have, I have to tell you what, even in Pittsburgh, I'm tr- I tailgate with the same people every every year. And I think How's been, the atmosphere there? I mean, we got people, there's some people that have asked me, you know, what's it's okay. It it's okay. Yeah. I mean, everybody's nice. If you don't act like a jerk. Now, our Jerry Rice and I, we use the same line. We hope we give you a game. We just hope we give you a game. Yeah. You don't want to antagonize them and say, we're going to kick your ass, blah, blah, blah. Because you're in their house. Yeah. And you should behave and act like a gentleman. Not to mention, I'm wearing my Cincinnati colors. I go back to that all the time. Yeah. You just act like a gentleman. That's awesome. And that's the way you should be. Absolutely. And, should. and you know what? It's so cool because we tailgate with the same people in Pittsburgh, Denver, Houston, Nashville. Yeah. Because we've been there so many times. And Indianapolis. The same people. And they'll call you. 
because you're, you're friends on Facebook type thing. Yeah, absolutely. Are, are you coming this year? <laughs> yeah, we'll be there. And But they're so nice. That's what it's about, though. And honestly, it's why we need we need our football this year. But, I mean, the fact that you're going to those games and, and showing the support and also representing Cincinnati like that is unbelievable. But, but that reputation has gotten you onto many, you know, many different platforms for the Bengals. Um, I know, well, for, for those of you who watch the draft, Phil was actually on, he was in the background on Zoom. Um, I actually posted a picture on it. Yeah, they, uh, it, was a, it was the virtual inner circles, they called it. Uh, the Bengals found out that my wife and I were going out. We had airline tickets to Vegas. We had hotel rooms. And they had put us in the inner circle for the draft up front and center. And then it got canceled. Um, so they called and said, hey, we're, the Bengals or the NFL is going to do virtual fans, 15 fans from every team. We'd like you to do it. And it was really cool. I wore the Joe. I borrowed a Joe Burrow jersey, yeah. and I wore it backwards so everybody could see Burrow. And the guy, <laughs> the guy commented and says, "There's even a fan wearing a Joe Burrow jersey. Uh, <laughs> I hope he takes them." <laughs> but uh, you know, how was that experience? It was. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah. They, the NFL calls you and gives you all these rules. You can't wear logo stuff, so on. So wear your team colors. Uh, be very animated. And we had a practice night. We had a mock really? virtual draft. Every And you see all the other cities do that. Now, we'll tell you, the Bengals had 15 people in their windows every night. Other teams, I mean, Indianapolis one night only had seven. Denver had six. You're going, are you kidding me? Yeah. But um, – it's 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 very cool. That's I mean, awesome. It's um, that's great. I, I was excited, and, and we got that, our boy. Yeah, exactly. And since you got that that relationship with the Bengals, I just find that to be one of the coolest things. Um, now, now as far as I, I know, you had some some sort of relationship, not really relationship, but you've been in contact with multiple players. Um, as far as getting in contact with management, I know you you've mentioned you're a, and this is going to come to a shock to a lot of people, but but Uncle Phil is a uh, Mike Brown supporter and a Marvin Lewis supporter. Well, first of all, I've only met Mike Brown once. Yeah. I don't know him. He was a very nice, reserved gentleman. He owns the team. It is his company. Yeah. I'm self-employed. I don't like being told what to do when I probably know my business as well as anyone else. I don't own an NFL team. I should not tell Mr. Brown what to do. Now, I can send suggestions, and I will tell you, I write Mike Brown a letter once a year. Do you really? Yes, I do. And guess what? I get a typed, hand-signed letter back within 72 hours. Really? 72 hours. So constructive, or is it how you um, love what you're doing? or what? I, I, first of all, is Mr. Brown, I hope all is well with you. Uh, when... Pete Brown, his brother, passed away. I, I mentioned condolences. Yeah, uh, I thank him for keeping the team in Cincinnati because what most people don't realize, he could have left Cincinnati two years earlier and got more money in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Cleveland took that deal. They were without a team for a couple of years. Now, if Cincinnati would have left, and I know there's a lot of people, oh, take your stadium money and all that. that. Well, uh, 
Well, take all the other jobs that go with it. The guys that sell beer, the, the charities that get to work at concession stands, the referees, the TV people, the par- people at park, all the restaurants and bars who benefit from this, yeah. whether they win or lose. Yep. I mean, obviously, there's more money to be had if they win, and it is more fun going to the games when they win. I, I'm not going to lie. It really is. And I feel like you're – I mean, it's it's coming back to those fair-weather fans because, I mean, I'm guilty of it. I mean, I've, who hasn't screamed at their television or – Well, you, or get, you get angry. Exactly. But don't go, I'm going to wear – I'm going to be a Pittsburgh fan now. Exactly. Come on. Give, give exactly. Me. I feel like if we knew, I hope we never know, but what it would be like to not be in a city where you don't have a football team, I feel like we'd be you know, heartbroken. It would be terrible. Well, last year we're out in Oakland, and there were some fans good-naturedly mm. riding us pretty hard about how bad we sucked. Yeah. And I said, you know, next year I'm going to have a shitty football team, but I'm going to have a football team yeah. because Oakland – was leaving for Vegas after that year. And the guy says, oh, man, you're right. Exactly. He says, it's going to suck. I said, you know what? You guys are great fans, and the Oakland fans are fabulous, and they're nice, and they're fun, and they're good football people. They've had their team taken away from them. This is the third time now. Are you kidding me? The black hole? I I just get angry at the NFL. Sometimes I think the NFL's fixed. I'm not going to lie. Oh, let, oh okay, we, okay. we can get into that. Okay, it let is. me ask you one question. Yeah, let's hear it. Would the NFL ever, here's a key word, let Jacksonville from the AFC play Tampa Bay from the NFC? Would they ever let that happen? No. No. No, no. no is the answer. No. I mean, we saw what happened in that playoff game, and I had made the comment that the NFL would have an absolute heart attack if it were the Cincinnati Bengals playing the Carolina Panthers in the Super Bowl. And I know we had this conversation before, but to to speak to your point, if you look at the ratings of the Monday Night Football, Bengals versus uh, Cardinals, this was 2015, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, the, it was the lowest rating on Monday Night Football, or was it Sunday Night Football? It was the lowest Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football rating. Yeah, it was a Sunday night game. I was I was there, by the way. Oh, really? We lost it last minute. Yeah, we did exactly. But there was one of the lowest Sunday night or Monday night football ratings out there. It didn't bring in as much money as if correct whatever other team was out there. Follow the money. Now you recall when the NCAA did their playoffs on New Year's Eve, and they. ESPN had to give money back to the advertisers because the ratings were so low. Now. You don't recall that? Uh, I do, yeah. I do. Yeah, I got you. Ah, I got you. Follow the money. Yeah, they yeah. don't do that anymore. But uh, I hope for, I hope that's not true. I, I hope it's hope, not true. Oh but man, it'd be terrible. Uh, but you he, can't tell me that. Uh, what was it? Brian's catch in the corner of the end zone in the twenty fifth. Martavius Bryant. Yeah, you can't tell me that that he, was a catch. It right? happened right in front of me. He's rolling the ball on his leg, and it didn't happen. You know, it didn't happen. But hey, we can also talk about the Shazier hit on on Geo as well again and. and Shazier is one of the dirtiest players in the NFL. If he played for the Bengals, they wouldn't give a rat's ass about him. (laughs) But because he played for Pittsburgh, we're all supposed to feel sorry for him. Now, I don't want to see anybody get hurt, obviously. But, you know, he speared Geo. He speared numerous other people because that was his M.O. Yeah, he leads with his head, and that's how he got hurt. But he is a dirty football player, and the NFL saying you're not supposed to leave with your head, yet they're glorifying this guy. (laughs) I mean – Again, I, I think he plays old-fashioned football. I think he really does. It's in this game, I mean, in the game today, it's changed a lot. I don't know if you're, if you're going to be leading with your head, there's probably going to be some consequences with how it goes. Now. Well, the, the, the penalty used to be spearing. Now, when I played, 
they told you, you're, you're going to break your neck. Yeah. Because John Brockington got hurt. Uh, Ohio State player played for Green Bay, broke his neck. I think he was playing the Bengals, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. when that happened. Yeah. Um, so it's dumb football. I love aggressive football. I love perfect. You know, he was old school. If he played for Pittsburgh, he'd probably be in the Hall of Fame. Probably, yeah. I mean, look at Ray Lewis, dirty player. Dirty yeah, player. At, look at Ray Lewis. I, I love uh, and I love how he played. I love James Harrison as well, but James Harrison's the same way. Exactly. We had a guy named Bill Berge, uh, number 66, way back when. He wound up on the Philadelphia Eagles, but he was a great middle linebacker, dirty player. Mm. Dirty player. Loved him. Loved him. It's Let's see, but that's sometimes you see somebody who's playing that old school football, and you're like, man, that's just, that's just grit right there. Well, you know, they used to show the big hits on TV. Because that was it, oh, the yeah. big hits. What was it? And, uh, and there was a there was a uh, shoot. I can't think of it. There was something on ESPN where they they did that. What it was like ten years ago, where they would show where those big hits were. Absolutely, it was awesome. Um, but folks, we actually do want to give give a shout out. Um, I actually mentioned this to to uh, Phil uh, earlier, and in, in when I started the podcast, I called him an OG of the show. He thought that meant an old guy of the show. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not an insult. It means you're an old. You're part of the old gang. Um, so, so Uncle Phil has a, uh, a. He is one of the best jewelers in the country. He has a. Uh, his shop is actually down on Colerain Avenue, and and he's with Amrine Diamonds. Do you got anything for for Amrine Diamonds? Well, we're privately owned, and it's just my wife and I. We're a custom jeweler, but that doesn't mean we're expensive. We, it's all about service. We sell nice things for a lot less. It's our life. We love it, and we like to help people out. In fact, if you come into our store and say that you heard Anchors Down Cincinnati, we have some a special deal for you. So just make sure that you say, I heard you on Anchors Down Cincinnati, and we're going to take very good care of you. i got a little special something for you. Absolutely. Well, well, you know, Uncle Phil. I actually, I actually used uh, him for when I bought my wedding or my uh, engagement ring for, for my fiance. And honestly, when you talk about service, um, I mean, you can go in there. He'll he'll clean your rings for you, take care of you, consult you in Absolutely. the right direction, tell you what's crap, what's not crap. Well, we won't say that. Well, 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 <laughs> well, yeah, he'll shoot you straight. You, you know what? It, it's all taking care of people. I always tell people I'm going to take care of you like you're my kids. And if it's not good enough for my wife, it's not good enough for the case. It's awesome. It's uh, that's what it is. Let's get back to sports. Yeah, everybody loves what you're doing. So, um, again, thank you for for again being an OG of the show. Thanks for the pitch. Absolutely. Well, we since you've been um, to get things back on track, we since you've been to all these these games, I know you've had some crazy experiences. Let's go top. We'll say craziest experience you've had at a Bengals game. Well, at a Bengals game, oh my gosh. I, that's a toughie. Now, one of the craziest things ever happened, we were down at the Dallas Stadium, at the old Cowboy Stadium, and we were there with a group of 10 people, and we always buy into tailgates. My job is to scout out, see who's got a lot of beer, a lot of good food, and looks like nice people. So I walk up to this guy and I said, hey, can we buy into your tailgate? And he says, sure, 10 bucks a person. So I give him $100. Well, we drank him out of beer. And he's going around this, and he had great brisket. So then we go into the stadium, right? And this guy's sitting behind us. And he says, y'all locals? We go, 
no, we're from Cincinnati. <laughs> he says, you follow this bad team? And this is when Chris Perry was on the team, and the Bengals were actually winning this game, and Chris Perry, the running back out of Michigan, fumbles. Well, this guy says, y'all bring your tickets with me. And we go, okay. So at halftime, we go up into the club, and we're sitting there. He says, now, I paid for this buffet. There's ice sculptures. There's shrimp. Anything you want. And they have four decades of Dallas Cowgirl cheerleaders in this area. So at the time, I was drinking, and I'm sitting at my table, and here's two cranberry and vodkas. Leon Lett winds up. He says, hey, Cincinnati, I, uh, I, I thought you'd like to have some drinks. And, and he sets two. I said, Mr. Lett, how are you, man? (laughs) But he was a big, he's a big dude. And so I had my picture taken with Leon Lett and three other former Dallas Cowboys. Now it was the skinniest I've ever looked because these guys are huge. That's awesome. But that was a fun time. That is awesome. And and I I did post that one picture of, uh, of you with the, uh, (laughs) the Buffalo Bills guy. How is Bills Mafia? You've seen it firsthand multiple times, I'm assuming. Okay. Uh, the first time I went up there, they were absolute jerks absolute jerks i feel like it's a frat house you know what this goes back to buffalo buffalo sucked they hadn't been to a playoff game for 17 years until our boys andy dalton to tyler boyd got him in yep knocked off baltimore and got him in <laughs> this was the year before i went up i was with my son-in-laws it was cold as crap and we we're sitting in the front row down the end zone and people were throwing beer cans at us and we're throwing them back and say hey we don't play this game in cincinnati but they were jerks so fast forward to last year, I go up there. I got treated like a king. They were nice as can be. Well, they sent they sent chicken wings to the Bengals yeah. the next day after Dandy I, won that. It was game. great. But, I mean, you know, but they're very loyal fans up there. They're very passionate. They know their football, even though they sucked. I wish I had that here in Cincinnati. I wish I had 65,000 other people who loved my Bengals like I love my Bengals. Yeah. And not just a bunch of cynical people. Well, I think to to back to your point about Mike Brown. For those of you know, who know, I'm not the biggest Mike Brown fan, mainly because of. I, I mean, I, I'll say one name, and because you can go back and forth with with the money issue. But Bobby Hart. Well, I don't know why he's on the field. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know why we're not just paying for somebody else to be there. But I, I what, I, what I guess what I'm getting at is now. Wait a minute. You're gonna. You're going to vilify the owner of the team who kept them here, who could have taken them to Cleveland because of Bobby Hart. And by the way, Bobby Hart was, I think, ranked 47th last year. I don't know how because Well, he didn't run. jump off sides. He didn't hold. He did okay. I guess he's learned but, this. But you know what? He's cheap and he's young. Do you know there's a guy named Villa Wehu, or whatever the hell, however you yeah, pronounce yeah, that name, plays good. left tackle for the Bengals or for the Steelers. Do you know he was on the Bengals team? Yeah, I knew. And, I, oh, yeah. by the way. He wasn't good enough. So they developed him. So Bobby Hart, you can develop him. Now, there's a guy named Fred Johnson who's probably going to play right tackle yeah. this year, yeah, I, which I, we got I, off I, Pittsburgh. And, and uh, again, like I said, he this year I feel like he's turned a new leaf. I, if I'm looking back at the past five years at the track record of spending money, you're looking at saving some money. But, but he was cheap, so what? He's a body. Sometimes you need bodies. You need a body, yeah. And he's still young. But when you're in the NFL, you can get you can get a body anywhere. Might well, as well pay for something. I've seen some of the bodies they brought in when they were all the hurt people last year. Yeah. They brought Andre Snuffy Smith back yeah, in. I saw. Come on, 
Um, but but wait, oh, here's why, here's why you like Mike Brown. A, he kept the team here. B, he's a loyal guy to a fault. Um, Stanley Wilson, Chris Henry, loyal to a fault, helps people out. By the way, what two teams have not sold their naming rights for advertising? But, well, the, I'm just the asking Bengals, you, tell me. The Bengals me. are in there. But who but, else? Who else? Who else? What other teams have not sold their naming who's rights? Who's the other one? Lambeau Field. So, mainly because they want to save money. No, 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 no. You make money. If it would be Duke Energy Field, the Bengals get money. He is honoring his father, Paul Brown Stadium. I get that. I love that. Now, I, I think that's cool. That's old school At the loyalty. Same, but when you're thinking about it and you go back, I don't know if Marvin Lewis had something with Mike Brown or had something on him. I don't know why he stuck around for four, 15, 16 years. But it, it, to me, as a fan who doesn't know the ins and outs, now granted nobody know, we don't know the ins and outs of what's going actually going on, keeping somebody who can't win a playoff game, to me that's cheap. Well, first of all, Marvin Lewis doesn't tackle. He doesn't catch, he doesn't fumble, he doesn't block. He did win us that game against Tampa Bay. That was great coaching. I'll give him that. That I, was one. I, I will tell you, Marvin Lewis should have been gone five years ago. I, I, of course. Okay. I, and I'm one of these guys. I didn't want. I wanted to hate Marvin Lewis. I wanted to hate him. Now I've been able to socialize with him, and several times, and you can't help but like the guy. I have to tell you, he's a genuine does a individual. The, the does city. a lot for the yeah, city. He does good. And we were down in New Orleans and, and got to hang out with him, um, with one of the personnel of the Bengals. And people would come up. He was very gracious, autographs, and he gave us field passes. Well, the next day, we're down on the Superdome floor, and he's on the sidelines. And he says, oh, Phil Shelley, um, oh, wow. I just want to make sure everything you got in okay. That's the first time we met him the day before. Okay. So the following week, we're out at, my wife and I are out at Eddie Merlot's. We had some gift cards or something, and um, we're having dinner. And I hear, ah, 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 Phil, Shelley, uh, fancy meeting you in my neighborhood. And we go, oh, Marvin, how are you? He says, and they were playing the Texans. That was a Friday night. They are playing Texans on Sunday. He says, you know. If we win Sunday, we'll have to do this again next week. <laughs> and, of course, the Bengals beat Houston, but we didn't do that. But Marvin's a great guy, nice man. He's a great guy, and he does a lot for the city. I'm still out of a playoff win as a fan. but I, You know what? I will tell you, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but uh, if Gresham wouldn't have dropped three or four balls against Gresham, Houston. If Gresham could ever hold a damn football. Holy. Oh, my God, what a head case. Oh, my God. You, you know. We passed over Gronkowski to take Gresham. I, yes, and because Gresham, because Gronkowski had a bad back. Yeah, that's why it's unbelievable. But I, I, I guess where, where I was getting with the Mike Brown situation is there's been a, like I said in, in previous episodes, there's been a lot of changes going on since he spent money this year. He did. He's he did. doing it. He did. Look at the look at the offseason changes. You know, I think he's going to be 83 or 84. He's on the clock. Yeah. And yeah. the the word on the street that I've heard. Mike Brown wants to win a Super Bowl to change his legacy. Yeah. He, you know, it, he wants to win. He's not cheap. The Bengals are always in the middle on payroll. They're not number one. They're not number 32. And he takes care of people like uh, Devin Still. Oh, the wow. Bengals cut him. Yeah. And because his daughter had cancer, 
Mike Brown still paid his insurance. Now, the Bengals, Marvin Lewis didn't want Devin still on the team. This is what I hear. But they had that issue with, uh, who's the guy from Baltimore that beat his wife up? Oh, right. Uh, uh, Ray. Uh, what's his you name? know what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, oh my gosh. Well, anyway, that's going on in the NFL. And um, so the deal is the NFL needs some good press. So they put the pressure on the Bengals to bring Devin Still back. And they parade him all around the NFL with their jerseys. 71, was it? 75. 75, yeah, that was cool. Oh, and Ray Rice. That's Ray Rice. Yeah. Um, and so, you know. The NFL made they needed good press. Devin still sucked, but the NFL made the Bengals bring him back, so they had a positive story. Yeah, yeah, and that's something cool. To, that's something. But cool Mike to Brown was going to pay his insurance anyway. Yeah, it, it just. He, I think Mike Brown's a good man. And, and with what he's doing, I mean, with the offseason moves that he's made, and it, it feels like with the whole new coach, all the new coaches that are coming into Cincinnati, and all the new. It feels like it's just a breath of fresh air. Like the reason I'm starting this podcast, 2020 is a, seems to be a turning point for all of our teams, mainly because we're getting settled in with our coaches and and what we really have here, which is exciting to do. But I think with what he's got, I think we can get our numbers up to back to when you said maybe we can fill that stadium even more. I think we will. I think Burrow's got to sell a lot of tickets. Yeah. I think he's probably good for 10,000 tickets. That'd be awesome. I'm going to tell you, I got the Bengals at six and ten this year. A little luck, they could be seven and nine, eight and eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't won three out of the first four. Yep. And if any luck, maybe they can go and knock Philadelphia off. Yeah. But uh, Philly's, Philly's got a strong team. Um, I, by no means do they have an easy schedule. They're going to have their challenges. Um, AFC Northwise, I don't think the AFC North looks like really anything um, other than them Ravens. I think the Ravens got a squad this year. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how Big Ben does coming back. Did you see that video of him by chance? He looks so fat and stupid. Oh, my God, I hate him. <laughs> it's, it's off season. <laughs> Big Ben is a natural athlete. He makes throws and is a leader out there. I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh wins a division. Lamar Jackson, everybody will have him figured out, although they picked up a nice running back and, and a nice linebacker. Yeah, so, where, do you see the Pitts, where do you see Pittsburgh coming in at? I, th- I think Pittsburgh nine and seven. I see Baltimore nine and seven. Bengals six seven wins. Cleveland six seven wins. Cleveland, you know, they have the personnel there, but they got a lot of head cases in that locker room. Well, it's like it's like having AB on your team. Right. Uh, I mean, look at the Steelers. He if AB had his head on straight, what was it two years ago? Yeah. And they got kicked out of the playoffs after they they beat us and the. the I think with the Ravens were playing the Browns and the Browns, whatever that situation was. If AB had a, he- a strong head there um, and he didn't miss that last game when he was actually yeah. in the locker room, um, I, I mean that it goes to show you that one nutcase can really tear down a team. A- absolutely, a locker room is important. Yeah, and, and actually with with what we got this year, I'm, it, I mean, there's nothing but good energy coming. Uh, I like that. I, yeah. they got rid of the last negative guy Drake or Patrick yep and and what we need to do we need to I'll, I'll throw this back shout out to John Phipps um, who was on the show we need to feed the horse we need to give uh, absolutely we, we let's give Mixon the ball we need to give him the ball and we need Let, to pay him I think we can pay him uh, sure um, I, I I think Christian McCafferty money is stupid money oh my god you know I saw that well too. well let's say he blows the knee yeah 
Yeah, there it goes. <laughs> I mean, then you got then you got all this dead money. Yeah, I mean, that's just yeah, that's just me. Well, Uncle Phil, I got I got a question for you that I ask everybody. Where were you when Jeremy Hill fumbled? You know where the hell I was. Section, you, were, you were there. Section but. 231, row 2. What was going through your mind? And by the way, it wasn't a fumble. The <laughs> NFL said two weeks after that it was not a fumble. His knee had been down. Okay? Okay. So it was not a fumble. It was called a fumble. That goes back to my conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it was one of those things. Crap, we've got bad karma. We got bad karma. There was a lot, a lot of stuff that happened afterward, which was frustrating. Um, which I, I don't want to point. There's no, you can't point fingers. But I mean, Marvin's got to get his team under control there. I, that was a absolute. Well, but Pittsburgh, there, Pittsburgh was running out on the Jerry, field too. Jerry you remember? Porter was acting like an absolute idiot. As they, well. The officials needed oh, to get a control yeah. of that game. That's there true. should have been penalties on Pittsburgh as well. Yeah, and which would have been offsetting Shazier penalties. Being one of them, correct. But Joey Porter should have been a bench penalty on that. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I wish Burfick would have lit up Antonio Brown. I said that to, when I was on the radio. You already I, got a 15-yard penalty. I did, Why aren't you just? Clean his clock for good. Did you hear what I what, how my interaction with Stephen A on, yeah. on the radio? I told him that, and I'm like, you do realize how? I mean, Burfick's a big boy. Buddy's got, I mean, he he plays old fashioned football, but he can. I mean, he could have ended Antonio Brown's career yeah. if he wanted to. I mean, when you I, look at the tape, he moved his shoulder. And yeah, in the old days, he wouldn't have pulled up. No, but that's that's you football. know, I would have lit him up. That's football, but. Oh well, that's all I really got for you. But do you got anything for 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 Cincinnati other than? Come on, Cincinnati, just just be good fans, love our teams because there are teams. That that's all I ask. Wear your your black and orange, and just wear it proud. When you see somebody on the on the street who has uh, black and orange on, just give them a little who day. Because I'm telling you, when I'm in Pittsburgh, that happens. Not the who day. They just go Steelers. Absolutely. I mean, it's I wish. We had that. I'm very jealous. I wish we had that here. And it's, I feel like it's coming. Unfortunately, in Cincinnati, it takes a winner. Yeah. Now, the thing that really bothers me, when we do win a Super Bowl, if we don't back it up the next year, you know what Cincinnati fans are going to say? Well, you didn't win two in a row. Yeah, I hate that. I right. hate Jesus that. Christ. And, and you know what? Shout out to Andy Dalton for dealing with that, that bull crap. Love, love Andy Dalton. Yeah. Love, he, him, love him, love him. Poor guy dealt with that for the longest time. Absolutely. But, oh, well, Uncle Phil, thank you so much for coming on the hey, show. Hey, thanks. By the way, this is a great podcast. I hope everybody tells all their friends about it. Absolutely. Thank hey, you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Well, folks, that's week four on, under the belt. Uh, we're going to give our shout out to uh, to our, uh, our, our small businesses uh, locally. Uh, just to support that local business. We got uh, Aaron Hatfield with Hatfield Logistics, which is a local veteran-owned independent freight broker providing shipping and transportation services locally, regionally, nationally. Uh, Whether it's expedited freight and small shipments or a full truckload, Hatfield Logistics Logistics can meet you where you are. Forget the corporate shuffle and dishonest uh, or frustrating business practices, Aaron will give you honest advice and feedback, and you will always be able to reach him. Shop local and integrity first. Another one, we got uh, Clint Kirsting with Triple Crown Wealth Management, best in the business when it comes to finances. And if you're looking for any retirement guidance through this volatile market, reach out to Clint Kirsting at Triple Crown Wealth Management. You can reach him at his email, which is C-K-E-R-S-T-I-N-G at tc-wealth.com. Well, folks, that's all I got for you. Next week, we got John Phipps, and he's bringing in a former Bengal. 
we're gonna we're gonna make that announcement later this week. Um, again, thank you to Uncle Phil for for being flexible. We we had to push uh, push that our, our we had to push John Phipps and um, his guest and uh, that back a week. Um, but but we're looking forward to it. We're gonna come in firing and and with more uh, with more content. But other than that, feel free to reach out to me if you got any questions um, at anchordowncincy at gmail.com. That's C-I-N-C-I. Uh, you can also visit the the website at anchordowncincinnati.com. We got merchandise coming out, so stay tuned for that. But other than that, thanks for anchoring down with me, Cincinnati. We'll see you next week. Uh-huh.